Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests to see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. Today, my guest on Leadership During Crisis is Vineet Mera. Vineet is the Senior Vice President and Global Chief Marketing Officer of Walgreens. And just recently, his role was expanded and he is now also the Chief Customer Officer. This is a critical conversation for all leaders because Vineet is on the front lines of this crisis as they are in the healthcare business and they are in the retail business. The insights from Vineet are terrific. He's a wonderful human being. He's a great leader and he's a wonderful problem solver. This is my conversation with Vineet. Vineet, welcome to the CMO Podcast. I am so looking forward to this. And I want to jump right into it. And I want to quote you from something I heard you say a while ago. So listen to this quote, and then we're going to talk about it. This is you speaking. We're on a mission to democratize healthcare by being more human, more personal, and treating each customer and patient as a complete unique individual. I would love you to tell us in the midst of this health and economic crisis, how are you doing with your team on that ambitious mission? You know, I I very much remember that and uh, it remains core to what we're doing. You know, COVID I think is testing us in every way on that mission and on that purpose that we have as a company right now. Um, You know, the irony is, is in a moment like this is when you sense the humanity and personalization and community focus of healthcare needs to be more important than ever, right? What we're dealing with is not an algorithm. We're not dealing with something predictable. We're dealing with this world where we have to understand each of our patients' unique needs. Uh, We have to meet our customers where they are, which in this case is in their homes, and we're adjusting our company to do that. And most importantly, we're a business of community pharmacists. And uh, you know that's what our brands are all about, both Boots in the UK and Walgreens here in the US. And we are adjusting and connecting with our community in ways that we never have before. And we're seeing the relevance of that purpose uh, more important today than it ever has been. And you know, I'm sure we'll go through a lot of different ways we're pulling that together throughout this podcast. 
You've been in this big job at Walgreens Boots Alliance for about 17, 18 months. So beyond the obvious stuff like working remote, et cetera, et cetera, how are you leading and working differently since the crisis? You, Benit, as the CMO? Yeah, you know, I'd say there's probably three big kind of shifts uh, that I think are were already in play, but they're sort of being doubled down on now. I think the first thing is, you know, you always realize as you get higher and higher in an organization, and this is the first time I'm a CMO leading other CMOs, um, you realize that you just set the north and get out of the way. And there's nothing like remote learning to accelerate your learning track on something like that, right? Because you just physically can't be there. And that trust you have in your team, the connectedness you have with your team is what matters in moments like this. And so I'd say the first thing is just getting out of people's way, but being there when they need you the most, kind of really practicing that idea of sort of servant leadership is accelerating. I think the second thing is, is honestly, you know, with so many operational and financial challenges at this time, you know, I'd say I'm doubling or even tripling down on this idea of being the voice of the customer and their experience during this time in the C-suite. Um, you know, it's so easy to get lost in sort of the inventory challenges and the out of stocks and those things. And that's important. Don't get me wrong. But I think I've got to play a unique role at this time in the C-suite of just really talking about the customer's experience and how we're meeting them where they are. And uh, I'd say those are two of the you know biggest shifts uh, that, that I'm making right now. So what's the most surprising or unexpected out of stock at Walgreens now? I, I'm, I know you're challenged with toilet paper and paper towels and diapers. I've seen that. I've experienced that myself personally. Yeah. What's the kind of most crazy thing that you're out of stock that you might not have expected? Yeah, well, interestingly, and in hindsight, it seems obvious, but I would never have guessed this. Two of the biggest searches on our websites, both at Boots and Walgreens, are hair dye, Mm -hmm. uh, increasing in importance over the last, I'd say, week or two. And then interestingly, hair clippers. Um, Everyone wants to cut their hair. And so it seems like hair is a really big thing. And I'm sure you've seen it on your Zoom calls. People are always commenting all of a sudden on people's, you know, unshaven look <laughs> these days. And, uh, you know, so those are a couple of the surprising ones. Hair dye and hair clippers. Hair seems to be a very highly involved category at this time in terms of grooming. I'm growing my hair out for the first time since high school. Yeah, no, it, it looks good, Jim. <laughs> keep, keep with it. All right. <laughs> so what's been your most profound learning since this started about eight weeks ago? You know, um, I guess it's, and I said this a little bit earlier, I think it's this idea of we're going to talk later and I'm sure everyone's going to talk about the importance of forced digital in this world that we're in. But to me, I, I feel like that had already begun. I felt like this might accelerate it and make it go faster. But the thing that sort of my most profound sort of learning or kind of thing that I'm absolutely convinced on now is you're still going to need human touch. You're going to need this combination of digital magic and human touch to really connect with consumers moving forward. Uh, algorithms are not going to solve the problem. Look at COVID. It's, it's not the solution, right? I mean, you can't predict your way through this. There's no signals. There's no algorithm that can predict what's going to happen or what the demands are going to be. So I think the most profound thing for me, and I think it stems from our expertise and our community pharmacy heritage, 
is the importance that our frontline health workers, our pharmacists are playing in this moment and that that simply cannot be replaced um, by just digital experiences. And so for me, you know, coming out of COVID, of course, we're going to double down on digital, but I think we need to double down on digital in a way that also integrates humanity and the human experience and all of that. And, uh, you know, it's something that I for sure will take with me and our company is going to take with us on the other end of COVID. Let's talk a little bit more about your company and how you think it's going to change coming out of this. Is that the biggest change you think you're seeing? The, how the frontline healthcare workers who work for Walgreens and Boots have risen up and maybe do di- have done different work? I mean, what do, you, what do you think the lasting change will be for your company and how it operates and what it values? Yeah. So, so look, um, I mean, we've had to, I think there'll be a few, I think the first one is agility and speed and the space at which you've had to work. And I, and I think that that has to be here to stay. I mean, if I, you know, if I was to tell you things like, you know, we've launched, you know, Postmates delivery around the country within a matter of weeks, uh, within a matter of three weeks, the team launched, you know, drive through pickup for retail products when people weren't coming to the store. We've put pet plexiglass up around the country to protect our employees from, you know, the, the dangers of, of the virus. Um, we have connected to our communities in ways we never have before. We have a fine care platform where we've launched kind of telehealth services um, and connecting consumers to that. And all of this in a matter of weeks. If I had told you that those are the things we wanted to do prior to COVID, the honest truth is that might have taken us six to 12 months. And so I think the first thing that we've shown ourselves is that when push comes to shove, we can work differently. We can bring new experiences to customers um, and we have the ability to do that. And I think that's probably one of the changes that's been most amazing to see. I think the second thing is around our brand. I mean, if I took you through some of our equity scores on the Boots brand, it's higher than it's been in the last seven or eight years with the least advertising we've ever done in the last seven or eight years. And the reason our brand is so powerful right now is I think fundamentally it has reestablished the importance of the community pharmacy and the role of our pharmacist in the lives of consumers. And this crisis and pandemic has absolutely reasserted the critical role we have in society for what was often an overlooked profession of, of, of pharmacy. And if I'm very honest, you know, you see a lot of the frontline worker celebrations that are happening. The pharmacist is not mentioned to the same extent as maybe some of the other professionals. But if you think about it, they're the ones there every day manning the store, ensuring your medication gets through. And in fact, uh, Jim, a really interesting tidbit is in the UK with the NHS, some of our pharmacists are actually in quarantine right now, are actually answering the equivalent of 911 calls right now and actually providing healthcare advice to people dialing in. So it is, it is really reestablished and doubled down on the importance of pharmacy and the frontline worker um, and just our role in the communities and the relevancy of our brand is at levels you know, that it really hasn't ever been before. And I think lastly, um, it's really this idea of personalization, and I'm sure we'll talk about that moving forward. But you know, in moments like this, having that sort of engagement and relationship with the customer on a one-to-one level is how you build relevancy. 
And uh, it's something that uh, we're doubling down on. We're accelerating our digital investments in a time of great financial uh, and economic uh, hardship. We're actually doubling down on digital investment. And it's something that uh, we're certain is here to stay, not just because of the word digital, because it allows us to develop one-to-one relationships. And uh, we're absolutely committed to that. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. You're in such an amazing catbird seat to see what's going on with the consumer. And I know what, no one really knows where this is all going. We're still only eight, nine weeks into it. But what do you think will be the lasting changes with consumers' habits and practices and spending, et cetera, coming out of this? What's your speculation? Yeah, like you said, we're all uh, doing the best we can with the data we have. Um, but but we're looking at a few key things that we're focused on that we think is going to be on the other end of this. The first one is going to be, you know, we talk about, you know, 10 years of sort of digital adoption behavior happening, you know, in 10 weeks. And while all of that may not stay, a great portion of what consumers are doing online now is going to be here to stay. So just a few data points for for your listeners on this. So we have some data that's telling us that of one fifth of everyone who did an online grocery shop over the last few weeks did so for the first time. So 20% of people who online grocery shop did so for the first time. And amazingly, it's in that older audience that had been slower to adopt some of these technologies. And I think that frictionless experience and that convenience that people are seeing, I think that's, that's here to say. Um, another really interesting tidbit is around telehealth. So we're hearing from some of our payers, around 65 to 70% of our payers are saying that they're seeing a 25% or greater use of telehealth. So I'm sure you saw the messages around Facebook Messenger and some of those other apps can now be used for healthcare consultations. I mean, just think about that, right? You can have your primary care visit, you can have your kind of child checkup done through telehealth. And we're seeing that adoption happening at levels that I think would have taken five to 10 years happening in the last, you know, five to 10 weeks. And I think that's a really, really uh, powerful idea. So I think this idea of forced digital, um, and it's almost this forced penetration of behavior change is the first thing we're going to see. And I think that's why you're going to see so much acceleration in digital investment across every industry. Um, and let's just say that's a that's a good industry to be in right now. Um, I, I think the second big thing is going to be um, around this idea of community connection. Um, you know, in an in an algorithmic world and in a world where Facebook and all of these things allow you to connect um, with places far and wide, what's emerged through all of this is apps like Nextdoor, right? apps that keep you connected very, very tightly to the fabric of those around you. And, you know, there was just no way I would have predicted this would have happened so quickly. But all of a sudden, that know your neighbor idea 
has just accelerated because very literally your neighbor, your neighbor's health and wellness directly correlates to the health and wellness of your block. Um, and taking care of each other through this time, helping out an elderly neighbor with the chores. I have never seen this kind of community connection. Um, and it's this sort of connected culture and focus on healthcare workers are patriotic heroes who tend to be local community heroes um, that I think is really going to explode in the future. Um, and so that's the second idea. I think brands and marketers, we all, we all have to think about kind of mass versus community and, and what does that mean? And so it's something we're starting to work through. And I think, you know, the third big idea is this idea of essential sort of expertise. So, you know, we live in this world of, you know, fake news. I mean, you've heard all of these things, but actually what's really interesting is when you look at consumer media consumption habits, part, typical partisan-based sites are actually seeing massive declines in traffic. And where web traffic and consumer media traffic is going is to the quote-unquote trusted sort of less partisan names. And, you know, it's a really interesting dynamic around, you know, who will consumers trust in the future? What impact does that have on, you know, where brands spend their money? Um, you know, who do you want to be associated with in the future? So this idea of sort of expertise, both from a media standpoint, and then secondarily, also the role of business I read some stats the other day that we've been sort of studying is that something like 74% of consumers believe that CEOs should take a bigger role in defining sort of community and sort of societal outcomes. Uh, I read another stat that there's actually literally a 54 point gap in this question to consumers and one of our trackers um, around uh, who's good at what they do between businesses and government with businesses being 54% ahead of, uh, of government. So I think the role and purpose of business in sort of society is going to see an elevation after this. Um, and we already saw that movement beginning. I think you're going to see that double down. And third, you know, and you've heard me say this uh, already is this idea of frontline workers, healthcare workers, I think never again will they be taken granted, taken for granted. Um, you know, just pharmacists um, in this study, we've seen that 78% of consumers are saying that pharmacists um, are seen as extremely important in this crisis. And, and I promise you, uh, maybe a few months ago, they would have seen as important, but not extremely important by that many people. So I think you're going to this kind of mix of sort of um, forced digital, the connection back to local communities and sort of essential expertise, I think, are two or three of the things that, you know, we're all going to have to figure out how to manage and, and orient our businesses and brands towards. Those are all very optimistic thoughts, actually. Yeah, I, I think these are, these are good for the world as a whole. I mean, we can go into recession and, and all of those other things. I mean, I think those are well documented, right? Uh, 30, 30 million people filed for uh, unemployment but, but the thing about that is, right, we've seen that before, right? We may not have seen it this quickly and at this space, but I think many companies have that playbook um, around smaller sizes, you know, being able to create trial through, you know, value. But I think some of those other things we talked about and I mentioned to you are sort of new in the playbook. And I think we're all going to have to figure that out. Is there something you've tried, Vineet, yourself for the first time during this yeah. time? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. On on a on a personal level, um, I've tried to be and failed trying to be my son's uh, school teacher. He's in grade one, and uh, I have a newfound appreciation for his teachers. Let me start by by saying that. Um, on another personal level, I've tried mixology, and I'm starting to uh, become an expert mixologist and starting to learn that. So that's something I'd be more successful on, and maybe it's my career um, after I do all of this. Um, and look, from a business standpoint, um, you know, we're we're just we're throwing everything we can at um, creating new experiences for the customer. And, you know, some of them work, some of them don't. But uh, I think what a lot of us are doing now as leaders is learning the value of experimentation. Um, and I, I'm not a big fan of this idea of fail fast. I'm more like this idea of learning fast. And I think we're all learning uh, much faster than we ever have before. So learning's all around the personal side and the business side. I've heard from so many CMO leaders in the last eight weeks that their creativity out of their organization is at an all-time high. And sounds like it is in yours as well. Why do you think? Is it because we're coming together more? We're focused on customer problems. Priorities are clearer than ever. Why is the creativity at such a high level? Yeah, so what's that saying? Necessity is the motherhood of invention. Um, I think we, you know, our communities need us, our families need us, our consumers, our customers need us. Um, and I think what that's done is not as it just need, but I think it's inspired a sense of purpose in uh, in people and, and in our in our in our organizations. And when you combine sort of urgency with purpose, I think you start to unlock the very best of humanity, the very best of our people. And I actually think that's what's happening across the board. Um, you know, people have refound their sense of why they do what they do. And at the same time, you know, they see urgency uh, in, in the businesses that they, they know and love and they work in. You put those two things together and I, it's unleashing creativity like nothing I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's quite amazing to see. Vineet, it's been an inspiring chat. It's great to hear what you and your company are doing. It's so it's always important, but more important than ever now. So thanks for all of that. Thanks to your team. And thanks for being so generous with us today. Thanks for having me, Jim. That was my conversation with Vineet Mara. And I guess you can understand why Walgreens Boots just expanded his role to make him also chief customer officer. He is a customer-centric leader. He uses data to deliver better experiences for his customers, and he's highly engaged with his organization. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends and if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.